Hey guys, welcome back to part two with Nando Rodriguez and why we as coaches have coaches in our life. Crazy juicy love. Um, so I just wanted to shift a little bit, like personally, um, you know, uh, you know, because I've, I know you've had coaches in the past and how, like, what is your experience now? How many, well, how many coaches do you have right now in your life that, that you're being coached by? <laughs> I'm going to say I have, I have over five. Oh, wow. And why is I that important? And why is that important for you to have a, a coach to have coaches? In your, in your, for your own sake. Yeah. So I personally believe that in order for you to be a coach, you have to remain coachable. <laughs> what happens is those comfort zones, those comfort zones sneak up on you like you wouldn't even believe it. Right. <laughs> so if you think about it, if you think about it, you're here and then you break out. Right. So like you create a breakthrough and then so now you're here and then you get comfortable in here. So that becomes the new comfort zone. So there's always things to discover about yourself. So there's always, you know, to elevate. And I'm not talking about like the hustle and the grinding and all the. I'm just talking about like in discovery, hmm. even with friendships, even with partnerships, even in relationships, there's always things to discover about yourself because someone might say something and it kind of agitates you. How to live life is a way where you're just like, you can be with anyone's communication. You, know, yeah. you can be with rejection. You can be with acceptance. You can be with whatever. And so at any moment, when someone says something or emails something or texts something that lead, that lands over here with you, like, what? Like, <laughs> and it pisses you off. You're angry. You're defending. You're protecting. There's, there's space for a breakthrough. There's right. space for a breakthrough. So in order for me to continually be inside of transformation, I have to have coaching, you know, because there's always new levels. And consider this, consider this, consider whatever it is, right? Let's just talk about insecurity. Whatever it was that you discovered, like, oh, this is what was keeping me insecure. Like, this is what was, you know, the world of it. That was level one. <laughs> now you've right. got to graduate level two insecurity, level three insecurity, level four, because as you grow, so do the elements around you, right. right? So maybe once upon a time in my life, telling someone how I felt was like a big risk, whether it was a friendship, whether it was a love interest, whatever. <clears throat> I And so th that's part of like an insecure, uh, being vulnerable, being authentic with people, Right. That's like level one, being able to share yourself with that. Now I'm sharing myself at such a level where I'm doing it in front of crowds. So it's and still there, <laughs> but I have. To, yeah. So it's like level four now. So I can't. Can you imagine when I'm at level 10? So there's always levels to break through, regardless of <clears throat> how to break through in that area. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you share like an area of your life where a coach that you were dealing with, but just struggling with and the coach your coach got help you break through um what was the area that you're um working on or dealing with okay and what was the and insight so, yeah so this is where it gets nasty right because when you're, <laughs> in coaching, when you're in coaching 
it's it's a it's an opportunity to really uh, discover where you're being inauthentic in life, right? And so, how I was seeing life was how life presented itself to me. Whether I was on the subway train, whether I was in a classroom, whether I was at work, people presented themselves in two ways. You were, life say. was a, yeah. <laughs> you about this. To me, life was a circus, and people presented themselves in two ways. You were either an acrobat doing amazing, wonderful, awesome things, and I was in awe, and I was like, "Oh my god, <gasps> I want to talk to that person. I want to be in that person's orbit. I." I want to be with the acrobats. Or you would show up as an elephant pooper scooper. <laughs> the person that was just pooping, like, pooping up the poop. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> and what, how a person, what would make a person an acrobat? <clears throat> there, there was no formula. It, it, it really varied, right? It could be that, you know, maybe I saw someone and they were fashionable. Boom, acrobat. Maybe I saw someone who was an entrepreneur, bam, acrobat. I It was so superficial how I would label these people, wow. right? What made this person a pooper scooper? They never spoke up. Pooper scooper, bam. What made this one? You know, uh, the hair was messed up one day. Oh, how dare they? <laughs> pooper scooper, right? There was no rhyme or reason. And so I, I was getting coaching around this because <clears throat> what was happening the impact of life of me filtering people in, in these two categories was that my days were getting lonelier and lonelier mm. because I didn't want to hang out with the booper scoopers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was too like scared or uh, intimidated to hang out with the acrobats. So I was just hanging out by myself. And so it was nobody to have fun with. There was nobody to um, really bounce ideas off of. There was no way to grow. When you're just by yourself, there's no way to grow. Even a plant will die. It needs to be fed by someone. It needs to be it needs to be rained on, right? So it takes a team. And so I had separated. My way of thinking was just basically separating myself from people. And what my coach got me present to, which was, first of all, she was like, um, First of all, now you know there's no such thing as acrobats or pooper scoopers, right? And I was like, no, no, it's real. And she's like, no, they're not. It's in your hat. And like it was so real for me that it took me a while to even go there with it. Because when something is so real to you, right? Like let's say you got fired and you're just like, I got fired because I'm a horrible person. That's real to you. It's real, but it's not real. It's not real out there. It's only real in here. And so because it was real in here, that's really how I saw life. So when she got me present to that, I I really got that the impact is I'm just separating myself from people. Right. It's me not wanting to be around people. So the thing to discover was why. Why am I separating myself? It's an inauthenticity. And it, and it comes down to like, I just didn't think myself worthy. And inside of, am I worthy? It was it, it was from such a judgmental place. So I was either judging them or I was judging myself. So with the pooper scoopers, it was clear. I was judging them. I wanted nothing to do with them. But with the acrobats, I was judging myself. Right. So And, and another coach said to me, right, because I was getting coaching at the same time. Mm-hmm. Another coach said to me, 
you know, can you can you be compassionate? Can you throw in some compassion for yourself in there? And I was like, no. And I'll tell you why it cannot be compassionate. Because I right, because we always have these reasons, like, no, this is why. And I said to her, no, I can't be compassionate because I don't want to continue living like that. So I cannot be compassionate because I know that how I'm living is in a judge with a judgment filter. And as long as I keep judging people, I'm gonna keep creating this in my life over and over again, and that's not what I want. Mm. So if I'm compassionate, I thought she was telling me, be compassionate and be okay with what you're doing. That's not what she was saying. What she was saying was, be throw in some compassion, just throw it in there. Wherever it lands, it lands, but throw in some compassion. As soon as I did, it loosened up the judgment. It loosened up acrobat, pooper, scooper. So, so, so share with me like an, an incident with someone that they were a pooper scooper and how did, how does that look when you're when, when with someone like can you tell me about a moment that that happened with someone who you considered a pooper scooper and how did you evolve that <clears throat> yeah. I get I get very dismissive I used to get very dismissive okay I want to be rigorous with my language I used to get very dismissive and what that felt like what that looked like was um, uh, I'll give you an example there's a friend there's a person that um, we, we all hang out with who's very shy and timid and just like literally you, you could just and she blows over <laughs> because how she comes across is just like there's um, she just wants to please people and so there's there's like it, it, it was coming across to me like she had no backbone. And when someone doesn't have like opinions and, and, and whatever, it's just like, I don't want to be around people like that because for whatever reason, you know, I, I want to get your flavor. I want to get what you think. I want to get like your stand on issues and things like that. And this person's so wishy-washy that it's like, whose opinions, uh, you know, where are your opinions coming from? Because you have no opinion on anything. Like, oh, no, that's, that's fine. Oh, no, well, I, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Oh, no, I think you're right. Oh, no, I think you're right. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, so this person's in our circle. And so I, how I would show up for her was just being dismissive. You know, the person would be like, hey, no, they'll be like, hey. And then I would, I literally, like, turn my face away from this person. <laughs> the person would text me. I wouldn't text back. The person would email. I wouldn't email me back. And then when I'd see them around, they'd be like, hey, I've been texting you. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I've just been really busy, and then just just dismissive, just nasty, super super nasty is how I would show up for people, and that's not what I'm committed to. And when I was able to flip that around, which is all that's coming from is judgment, you know, right. because you're either judging them or you're judging or I'm judging myself. And when one of the coaches said to me. When, when, when you label someone pooper scooper, you're judging them, right? And so you want nothing to do with them. And when you label somebody acrobat, consider that they want nothing to do with you because in their eyes, you're the pooper scooper. <laughs> and I literally broke down in tears mm. because I'm like, that's it. That's the inauthenticity mm. that I still feel like I am the 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 big the king of the pooper scoopers. I'm not worthy. 
And that's why I push people away. So I'm pushing them away in two filters, but the end result is I'm still pushing people away. And once I was able to see that and transform it, I can be, that no longer exists. And it's so funny that you mentioned it today because just yesterday, no, sorry, on Friday, um, I was with my old coach and we were having this interaction and somebody came up to me and said something and um, I forgot. Um, and I was like, no, it's at 430. And then they went away and my coach said, Nando, was that an acrobat or a pooper scooper? <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, you know what? I have life doesn't come at me like that anymore. I said, I even forgot that that's how I used to live life because that's that's how I was able to transform that. It, life does not occur to me like that anymore. And I can be with anyone because I'm no longer judging myself. Mm. That's the root of it. I'm no longer judging myself. And when I can be with myself, I can be with anyone. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's really beautiful what you're saying because, you know, <clears throat> that the importance of having a coach, I mean, it's not, you know, required, but, you know, <laughs> A coach can really help you dissect that and really help you transform those in that area of your life. There's a lot of people don't understand, like, because I'm sure that judgment does not only, you know, had to happen with, you know, with people, but, you know, in your job, with yourself, with your husband, like it really affected so many areas of your life. And people don't even realize that something like that is right in the way of them having the love of their life, having the job that it won't stopping them from having the job that it won't stopping them in so many ways that they, they just like, Oh, this is just how life is. It is accept this way of being. They accept. <clears throat> no one questions their way of being. Right. No one questions <clears throat> it. It's not even part of the conversation. No, no one questions it because it's just how it is. Right. And when you get a coach that that's inside of transformation, then you know because I, I I'm, I'm a sure you know I'm assuming that like a business coach talks business with you, or a sales coach talks sales with you, an executive coach talks leadership with you. But when you get a coach that's about transformation, it really gets you to look at yourself in a whole different level, at right. a at, at a different level, you know. And what I what, what I would say this is. Because I had to go to town with somebody who was going around bashing coaches, right? Oh, and really? they were just like, yeah. And it was just, <laughs> you don't need a coach. Coaches are charging this amount of money and it's ridiculous. What you need are friends. Well, here's the deal. Here's the difference, right? You and I both know that we've been through these transformational programs and that we've done the training mm -hmm. and our coaching is rooted in something, mm -hmm. right? Whether like mine is NLP, yours is in, you know, in the Catherine uh, Woodward, right? Mm -hmm. uh, calling in the one like there's there's distinctions in there there's there's people have done research people have you know right. uh, created patterns of excellence and so when you go to a friend your friend's just gonna love on you your right. friend is just gonna like want to be there and supportive or whatever and yes it's gonna tell you friends. what you want to hear they're not gonna be like boom <laughs> like hit. right well and the reason is because they don't have the training right exactly they don't have the all they have all they have is like a beyonce song girl <laughs> you, you can put a ring on it right like that's where you come from right Here, read this or, 
or yeah, or, or read this book. And what happens is like when people give that advice of just go to your friends, you just need more friends. You're putting your friends in such a you're putting your friends in a spot in such a way where they don't they might not have the training. Yeah, they might give you you know some really great advice, like you know oh well if you feel like you don't um, if you're not seeing him enough, then say something. But there's a structure of how you structure that conversation. Right. Yes. Right. There's a place of what you 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 got to stand in a certain place when you're having that conversation yes. in order for that to manifest itself. Right. So your friends, as much as they love you, as much as they mean well, they might not have that training to get you to that next level. Right. right? And then what happens with the book is books are great. I love my books. Right. <laughs> you and I share some of the similar authors. But after you've gotten coaching or when you get a coach, the difference is you have somebody that you're accountable for. OK, this week, what what's going on? What happened? What occurred? Right. And with the book, you don't have that. You just read it. And you might get inspired. And but then you don't take action on it. Right. right. A coach <clears throat> is about what's the action you will take to get a result that you're right. looking to get. It's accountability. And Catherine talks about this a lot um, to us and the Calling into One program. And, and it's also in the book, but I think a lot of people <laughs> sort of miss this in the Calling into One is where when you have accountability with another person, it is more likely that is <clears throat> going to happen. The thing that you want to shift is going to happen because you have an accountability person that is standing there with you to create, to make it real. Um, that is one of the things that she talks about, like you setting your intention and having a coach uh, help you unfold that or to make that real is really accountability to make it real. When two, and, and Tony Robbins talks about this too, when two or more come together, it is more likely that the thing that you want to create in your life will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> friends are fantastic. Friends are great. Friends, because I said, you, you you need your support system. Right. But know what know what type of support it is that you're getting from them. Right. You know, so I honestly, you said, you know, not, it's not getting a coach not required. I don't think that anymore. I really do feel like everyone needs a coach in right. something. You know, yeah. I really do. Right. What do you think is hard for people to look within? At because the then we. They, they make it mean something's wrong. They make it mean something needs to be fixed. And no one wants to hear that. No one, it's like getting a diagnosis. You know, right. you go to the doctor, you're feeling good. You go to the doctor for your checkup, whatever. And then he comes in and he's like, have a seat. We need to talk. And he opens up the manila folder and it's like, <laughs> and that's what people do. It's like, no one wants to look inside for fear of what might be there. I have a friend, super close friend who I've been sharing all this work with and everything. And she's like, I don't, she just plain flat out said, I love and respect you. I support you. I don't want to hear it anymore though. Mm. Because I know that once I take a look inside my life, it's going to be a hot mess mm. and I'm not ready for that. And I had to, res I, I respect that. I respect that, you know? And so that's, and that's what it is. That's, I feel like that's what it is for everyone. Mm. I think one could be people aren't even aware that life could be another way. And two, right. people do know that life could be another way. They're just scared of what, what, what they're going to find when they look inside. 
and and two, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. It's, to me, I, I've learned to shift that kind that context of like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to grow and expand. You know, looking mm-hmm. within, like I look at them as opportunities. This is uh, when I coach people, <clears throat> I always say, no, this is an opportunity, 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 and it really shifts the way they think about what they're dealing with and then they start to really discover oh okay this is what's been stopping me in relationships now i can like really shift that um yeah and uh my life and I have a guy i'm coaching right now um and when he we were talk- actually talking about toxic relationships like oh this is he didn't really want to deal with that and i was like well this is an opportunity to see why you're showing up because he had just gone through a breakup so i'm telling you like this is an opportunity to look at the way you're showing up with her is how you're showing up with your other friends too. And he started to see like, oh, even with even with his family, it was very apparent. I said, you know, one of the things that you don't have healthy boundaries, like in, in your relationship, he had no boundaries at all. And now he's starting to put boundaries in. He was like, you know, I, I stopped spending 15 hours a week with my toxic mother and my toxic sister. And he's like, now I have this time. And I'm like, oh, like, I have time now, like for myself to take care of myself. He didn't even realize that that was the case, that he could feel happier by setting these boundaries to stop this toxic, this toxicity that was he was involved in. He didn't even know that boundaries could even do that. And that's only because he looked within, you know. Um, you're you're so amazing. He's so lucky to have you as a coach. Uh, <laughs> because I, I see what you're committed to and, and all that you're doing and all that you do. So like <laughs> I just think that everyone who comes in contact with you, you just leave them such at a better place. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I before we wrap, I just want to ask this one question. So as a coach, do you how do you deal with um, <clears throat> being around friends? Who, like, I mean, I to me, I think being a coach is a gift and a curse sometimes. That you can be, you can be. Are you coaching friend. your friends? Am I coaching my friends? Right. That's my my next question. Like, how do you how do you maintain yourself of not coaching your friends when you hear and see their the mess and you're like you want to say something but you don't say anything? Like, like how I'm sure that's how it was for you in the very beginning. I'm not sure if that's the case now. But how do you manage that? between your relationship with your friends and even your husband. Yeah. So uh, it's it's so funny because I think someone should have a podcast on just that. <laughs> Not coaching as a coach. Um, because, yeah, when, oh, when, when, <laughs> when I got my certification, you know, it was, it was on. I was everybody's coach, <laughs> you know? I was, you know, I was at the deli, I was at the bodega, you know, getting my French fries or whatever. And I'd hear something, I'd be like, well, you know, that was everybody's coach. <laughs> my friends, my mom, my husband, everybody. And then what started happening was more and more people stopped answering my phone calls. Mm. People stopped calling. People stopped wanting to hang out with me because all of a sudden <clears throat> it was just like, well, you should do this. What I'm hearing is da 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 da. And and I think I, I I think I think a lot of coaches go through that because you're just so committed, right. you're so committed to wanting to help people and wanting people to create you know just happiness 
and create, you know, to have access to just new things in their life. Right. And so you see it as an opportunity, but how it's landing actually is could at least in my case, there was a little self-righteousness in there, you know, <laughs> and, and there was a little condescending in there and there was a little this and it was just like, so people just stopped calling people, you know, whatever. And so I had to take a look at that and it was just like, okay, how to be with, remember I said, how you know that you're in a good spot is you can be with anyone's communication and for me, it was okay to have friends tell me stuff and me not go into coach mode. Right. And like, okay, I hear you. Because at that moment, maybe all they needed is someone just to listen to, someone to be like, okay, all right, well, you know what? It's going to get better. You're amazing. Da, da, da. Be, be that, that, that friend friend, right? right? That I was talking about. Like, your friends are just going to love on you. Your friends are going to tell you you're amazing. You're wonderful. You're talented. You're skillful. So I, I've learned to balance that out. And so now my friends, I, I have trained everyone around me though. So my friends will say, um, I'm gonna say something, but I don't need coaching. Of course, they will <laughs> say, um, I, I want, can, can you offer me some coaching on this? And I'm like, okay. So, and it's amazing because I know how, I, I know how to be with them. Cause right. they're telling me, I don't need a coach. You know, and I was like, okay, got it. Right, I'm definitely like in that place now, but before uh, it, it was it was hard because I'm just like listening and I'm hearing it and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's like, just like. They're like red flags, right? It's, it's like, ding, ding, ding. I just wanted to say the thing. And it was twice last year. I wasn't, I hadn't got my certification yet, but I, I was heading in toward that way. And it was two moments when you mentioned the bodega. It's so funny. I was, um, you know, I had went to this store to get some wine, and um, you know, the uh, I don't know if he's the owner or whatever. He's very like six foot five man, very huge, like big or like oh, overweight guy. And I had on my Spartan race shirt, and he's oh wow, you do that? I was like yeah, you know, um, it's been very challenging. You know, I was like you know, I think at the time I had an injury. You know, I'm, you know, I had an injury, and I'm, like I'm recovering, but I really love it. It really pushes me, and blah blah blah. He was like, "Oh, man, I can. I wish I can do things like that." And I was like, "Well, you can." He was like, "Well," he said, "Well, well, look at me." And I was like, "Okay, well, what about you?" He said, "You know, I'm over. I'm overweight." And I said, "Well, what are you doing about that?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, you know." Then he said, the, "This is how I. This is what the coach is coming." He goes, oh, "Well, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z." And I said, "No, you're not." <laughs> it just came out like that. He's like, "What do you mean?" I said, you're not trying. I said, you either you're doing it or you're not doing it. I said, how are you doing it? I said, are you eating healthy? He said, well, I don't really cook. My mom cooks for me. And I said, okay. Uh, He's like, well, she controls all the food. And I said, well, you're a grown man. Like you can't, you have a job. You can buy the food. If you can't cook, give it to her and tell her these are the things you want. And he's like, oh, oh, right. He said, yeah, but I'm Spanish. This is I, this is another thing. He's like, I'm I'm Latino, and I love my, you know, this X, Y, and Z. I said, what is it going to take for you to die, have a heart attack, be in the hospital, to change? He was like, why would you say that? And I was like, well, what is it going to take? And he literally, like, froze in the store, and I was just like, maybe that's what you need. Like, for me to say, 
Is it going to take a heart attack for you to stop eating that stuff in order to get yourself in shape? I said, what does your doctor say? I guarantee you, he's telling you to not do that. He's like, yeah, he's been telling me that for years. So, okay, your doctor is telling you X, Y, and Z, you're still not doing it. What is it really going to take a heart attack for you to stop? And he literally froze and he was like, I get it. Like, I am in control of my own health. And I said, yes. And, you know, sometimes in those situations, I, I don't know. How do you, Matt? It's like sometimes it's, it's, it's sometimes I find it very difficult, you know, and other situations where I was in, I was at work, you know, my part time job. And this guy was complaining about this relationship he was in and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, as a coach, I'm like, I'm hearing it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> then he said something that I knew that was a lie. And he was, in, and I realized that he was enrolling everybody in the room uh, of this lie. And I said to him, I said, you're lying. And then the, everybody stopped <laughs> in the room, looked at me. He's like, what? I said, you are lying. And then I, I, I forgot what I said to him and I said you and I because I heard it I said you're doing that 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 now he didn't say this I heard it and he looked at me and he started trembling and he was like you're going to make me cry and I said I said am I lying he said no you're like you're you're telling the truth and then he came over to me he was like how did you know that I said well I'm training to be a coach <laughs> and I was like dude like you can't like I don't remember what I said to him but he wanted to change the relationship and blah 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 and then some some other some person made a comment he's you're so mean I was like no I was telling the truth like you know sometimes like I don't know how did you how do you deal yeah. with it it was like very yeah I mean that's how I do it and then now you know I just carry a lot of cards on me so if I hear something <laughs> right. be like oh it sounds like you might need a coach here's my card and then I just walk away right yeah. I should do that that's uh, it yeah so coming to the last couple of questions. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions like I do every time I'm on the podcast with all my guests um, and whatever comes to mind and let me know. So what does a life of love mean to you or look like to you? A life of love. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a lot of friends, a lot of good food, a great relationship, the most amazing puppy, um, <laughs> you know, just, just being fully self-expressed. And, and just standing inside of integrity and generosity. That's, mm. what, that's what it looks like to me. And how do you get out of your own way as a coach? Mm. By having a coach. Right. Yeah. Um, and this came to mind. So what have you learned about yourself from your marriage? <laughs> that I can be a very nasty person. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can be, we can, we, you know, Inside of a marriage, there is no greater sounding board for your <laughs> nastiness than being in a relationship. And so what I mean by that is what we're discovering that I say like, oh, I don't like this about you and I don't like this about you. It's really about me. Like, what does right. it really say about me? And so it's just so great. I, I honestly don't know how we managed to be together for as many years as we're together before we started doing this work. Because now, it's like, now we're truly creating a relationship. Our relationship is new. 
Our relationship is only a year and a half. We've been together nine years. Right. But it's only been the last year and a half that we're just like, holy crap. And we get to say how this relationship goes before it wasn't. Relationship was based on what everybody else would tell us. Right. And it's so I'm so happy that you said that like a lot of couples don't realize that they're not creating a relationship they're just going with the flow and they're going by off of other ideas what someone else say like look what they're doing this is what society says this is what they're doing tv people are not really creating a relationship and not really what you're doing you and your husband and like really taking self-responsibility first and looking at how you're creating the drama or whatever and mm. or even looking at the triggers that your husband that you have with him and like okay where's it coming from like really taking on self-responsibility and a lot of people aren't doing that and, and it's a huge missing um in relationships that and, and it's so beautiful that you when you discover that you can create your relationship you really have power um, mm-hmm. and great intimacy with your with your partner. And because we, we, we forget that that's not how everybody's functioning now. Right. So when we hear people that are having problems, we it's like, it takes us a minute to be like, oh yeah, that's right. Because they're following like what society says. <laughs> right. You know, like they're doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that. When you can, and, and when you meet other couples that are doing it themselves too, Right. right, because the thing with my friend who's like, I only get to see him once a month, it could actually work. Right, that could actually work. What are you basing that you need to see him two, three times a week on? If you actually saying you're, you created that out of nothing, fine, that's great. But if you're if you're saying you need to see him two, three times a week because well, that's how a relationship goes, and eh, right, that's not you creating a relationship. That's you going with the flow. That's right. you saying. Well, that's how theirs is going. That's how theirs is going. That's how theirs is going. So then mine should look like that too, right? And the beauty is that you get to create. My husband has been out of the house this morning since like six a.m., five thirty, right? And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get to see him all day today. He's busy doing other things, right? And on the weekends, <clears throat> I don't get to see him because he's either doing photo shoots or what have you. But I get to see him Monday through Thursday, right? So for some people that would not work. What the weekend? Like to, we're entrepreneurs. We get to create our own schedule. So I also need this alone time. Do you know what it's like to be with somebody 24/7? You work from home, you share the same bed, all of that. We need that alone time. Yeah. He needs to be off with his friends. I I was I realized yesterday I don't have friend time. And I'm like, "Huh? I yeah. don't because I'm either here creating, writing, podcasting, coaching, all of that. So now that is what is on the agenda for these next few weeks is how do I create friend time? Right. So I can go hang out, leave the house and hang out with some friends. I haven't yeah, done that. That is, yeah, it's, I, and this is something I mentioned to one of my best friends. I said, you know, one of the things that is missing too, it's like he doesn't have healthy, first of all, in his marriage, they don't have healthy uh couples in their life and he doesn't have any friends like i'm like you're over here in this state and i'm over here in new york like i can't i'm not there for you can't be there for you you need people where you are that are having healthy relationships have healthy uh habits with themselves have healthy 
um, ways they can teach you. Like you, you, your eyes, he's isolating himself. I said, friends are very vital for you as for your own self care, so you can bring that happiness back to your relationship. Like it's, yeah, it's 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 so important. Um, and I always like cringe when I see couples separate themselves from like society and just like create this like tiny little bubble and like, a little bubble oh, yeah. right. you know it's, it's, yeah. um and so last question uh what does a juicy love life look like to you well juicy love life uh looks like the roller coaster mm-hmm. and you just you you just hang on because you're having fun and you're yelling at the right moment, screaming <laughs> joy at the right moment, and then you're frightened at the right moment. That's what that's what that looks like for me—a roller coaster. Okay, great. So, Nando, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I just want to take this moment to acknowledge you, um, just for being the creator that you are. You know, you have been such a recently and continually being a vital tool for me for my growth and just just you just inspire me and just like I know that the people that you are coaching are just getting some of the best <laughs> the best and and I'm so grateful for people like you that are coaches in the world because you help you're helping transform this world little by little piece by piece and which expands out and out um, and the world needs more coaches like you in the world. Thank you. I get that. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy Juicy Love.